The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh boy, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the third hour of Pure Opelka as we kick off another week. And it's going to be a very busy week. I'm telling you. I'm making plans, though, to do something kind of interesting. In two weeks, two weeks from today, I believe the show will be coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. I believe two weeks from today, we will be in the Blaze headquarters, God willing, and coming to you live. And one of the reasons I'm, I'm coming to Dallas is to, to do a fill-in, a couple of fill-ins for Glenn Beck when he's on vacation. And uh, I, I heard yesterday about an amazing program that I have to see in person. And we are trying to get the artist responsible for this program to join us as well. He is uh, a man who does some great paintings. And uh, I, I think once, once you hear his name, you will say, yes, I've heard about this artist. His work is is growing in importance and uh, getting all kinds of significance. Uh, the series of portraits is called Portraits of Courage, a commander-in-chief's tribute to America's warriors. These are oil paintings and the stories of the, the people in the paintings, of the subjects, and they are American military veterans. This is part of George Bush's exhibit at the Bush Center in Dallas. And I heard the president speak yesterday about the exhibit, about the book of the Portraits of Courage and how he started painting because you you don't normally think of George W. Bush as as a talented artist, at least I didn't. And then we started hearing about some of his paintings. But the former president opened this exhibit in March and it's going to stay there at the Bush Presidential Center on the SMU campus until October 1st. You have to book your, your visit ahead of time. You can't just show up. So if you want to know more about it, you can go to bushcenter.org, bushcenter.org, and reserve a visit. This is, um, 
This is a story that means a lot to the president. If we can today, I'll play you a clip from the interview I heard yesterday. He talked of what inspired him to paint. And it was something written by Winston Churchill. And the president basically said, if he can paint, I can paint. (laughs) And he started painting. And now he's doing everything in his post-presidential life to support the troops, support the wounded veterans. Today, there is a golf tournament in Dallas. I wish I were in Dallas today to be a part of that. And uh, it is a a golf tournament mostly with veterans who, who are injured, lost a leg, lost an arm, lost two legs. And it's uh, got to be a powerful, powerful event. And then going forward, the Byron Nelson tournament will be run to benefit the work to help veterans done by the Bush Center. George Bush is uh, intent, as he says, on, on helping the veterans and their families make a successful transition to civilian life. And he talks about not just the injuries that we have witnessed, but the ones that we can't see, the scars that are inside. You can really tell a lot about this guy based on on what he's doing in his post-presidential life. Uh, I, I haven't heard much uh, about President Bush and Laura Bush doing anything other than service, kind of the way Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was, in, in my lifetime, either the first or the second worst president, in my experience. But his post-presidential life, building houses... With Habitat for Humanity, I don't think you can find a better example of uh, of service by a post-president. I, I just think that that's remarkable stuff. So Jimmy Carter gets applause. Uh, George W. Bush gets applause. I think he's really just starting his work. He also is using his love of golf to make sure that he raises as much money as he can to help these these heroes. So if you want to know more information, you can go to bushcenter.org, bushcenter.org. It's in Dallas on the campus at SMU. And I have reached out. Hopefully we'll be able to squeeze a phone call into this show from the former president and see if he can talk about the work they're, they're doing there. I'm happy to walk the halls and look at the portraits as well and do a a recorded piece, but it's uh, so powerful. The, the portraits really are good, and it's, it's not a skill I expected to find in, in the former president. You know, we've seen some of the other paintings, and they're, they're fascinating, but this one really took me by surprise. If you're familiar with it, then you know. You know what we need to do? We need to get him to sign some books that we could give away. That would be a good idea. Very good idea. He did say that uh, his his mom and dad are recovering. I, I don't know if you remember, uh, right around the holidays, it seemed like it, things were um, things were not good for Poppy Bush and uh, Barbara Bush, and he were both sick. And he said they're both up in in Maine. One assumes Kenny Bunkport, and apparently the air and the lifestyle up there are very good for them. So. God bless the Bushes for doing good things. 
And speaking of people who need God's help and intervention, um, can I transition over to Maxine Waters? Can I just, can we have some fun with Auntie Max? You know, I get a lot of heat because I tend to play a lot of clips from Maxine Waters, the congresswoman from California, who's been elected and elected and elected and elected and who has done nothing and nothing and nothing and nothing and nothing on and on and on. I think she's had three bills gotten through in almost 30 years of air quotes time service to this nation. So when I hear Auntie Max is out there, maybe this is her, she thinks this is her moment to get, to get Donald Trump impeached. Maybe this will be her crowning achievement and that her 29 plus years of service, air quotes, to this nation will be, will be justified if she can manage to get Donald Trump impeached. Uh, she's doing a lot lately on this. And she's not just talking about impeachment. She's actually doing something she likes to call connecting the dots. And she wants to connect the dots until she gets Trump impeached. Our friends at the Washington Free Beacon noticed it and put together a wonderful supercut. Here's what I've said, that we need the information. We need to connect the dots and we got to drill down. We've got to connect the dots, get the facts, connect the dots. Do everything that I possibly can to help uh, connect the dots. I've said we've got to connect the dots. I've always said. If we connect the dots, I believe that they should have to connect the dots if we're able yeah. to connect the dots. And if we determine the facts, if the, the dots are connected, uh, let's get to the bottom of it all. Let's see if the dots connect. You've lost your mind. You've lost your mind, Charlie. Yes. Yes, Maxine Waters busy connecting the dots. It's a great one, the Washington Free Beacon. If you haven't seen it, I'll tweet out a link to it. I just think somebody's eventually got to point out that she's wasting time and space and government money. In terms of waste, fraud, and abuse, uh, anybody who's elected over and over again who serves more than five terms and does not have any significant piece of legislation that they have written or, or uh, sponsored or co-sponsored, I think you got to go Republican and or Democrat. If you are just there as a placeholder, if you are only there, if you are only there to keep your party majority in place and you're not contributing, I think you have to go. And I think this is one of those places and one of those times that we need to impose the term limit. Term limits would include not just a time, but actually uh, accomplishment. If you're unable to get it now, I'm sure someone's going to say, well, what if you have a Republican House and a Democratic Senate and you can pass your bills in the House, but the Senate's going to veto them? Well, at least you if you get it through the House, yes. But in the case of Waters, three bills, three bills and nothing. Maybe we just need a new kind of politician. If you read the Billy Bush interview, Billy Bush talks about wanting to interview Emmanuel Macron, the new president of France. Someone that Donald Trump is actually going to meet. The president's uh, team just announced that he's going to have a sit-down with the new French president. 
So uh, that that new type of French politician is going to meet with a new type of American politician. And if you paid attention this weekend on Saturday Night Live, there was also another potential new kind of American politician as Dwayne The Rock Johnson was the host. Now, there was a joke earlier in the week about The Rock could maybe be considered to run for president in 2020. And of course, instantly, Democrats focus grouped it, then ran a poll to see if The Rock could beat Donald Trump. Well, if you only ask Democrats, a blender could beat Donald Trump. A week old popsicle on the sidewalk in August could beat Donald Trump. But could The Rock? It was close between Republicans, but it was a landslide for The Rock among Democrats. But in the, in the monologue on Saturday Night Live, The Rock came out, Mr. Johnson, and he was given his smoking jacket as this is the fifth time he's hosted SNL. And when you join the Five Timers Club, you get a smoking jacket. And Alec Baldwin came out and gave him the smoking jacket and made a hint about the possibility that The Rock could be running for president. Well, you know, Alec, it, it, it's funny. You know, a lot of people have been telling me lately that, uh, that I should run for president of the United States. Yes, yes and I, I got to tell you, it's, it's very flattering. But tonight, I want to put this to rest and just say once and for all, I'm in. Alec Baldwin pretending to look shocked and the sketch goes even a little further starting tonight I am running for the president of the United States and I gotta tell you I've already chosen my running mate he's also in the five timers club and like me he's very well liked he's charming Universally adored by pretty much every human alive. And the whole time, Alec Baldwin is pretending that he is going to be The Rock's running mate. But he's not. Dwayne, I would be honored to... Mr. Tom Hanks, ladies and And Tom Hanks actually came out on stage, and uh, The Rock and Tom Hanks lowered a banner of... Johnson Hanks 2020. Possibly turn this down. And Alec Baldwin, feeling left out, nominates himself for a cabinet position. And as we're looking at this crazy idea of Dwayne The Rock Johnson running for president, I'm reminded of the time that a Republican governor from California, a one-time movie actor who actually made movies with a chimpanzee named Bonzo, was laughed at by many who said, you're not going to elect a guy who acted with monkeys, are you? And in my lifetime, turned out to be one of the better presidents we've ever had. So when you laugh about The Rock running for office, Remember that we have a reality star slash businessman currently in the office and one of the best presidents we ever had, in my opinion, was a guy who acted with monkeys. Bedtime for Bonzo. Look it up. (laughs) 
it was a real thing. When we get back, uh, there's more today. I don't know whether we're going to play you the Elizabeth Warren tape or, uh, well, there's there's plenty more to get into. And, and we'll dig into some of the weird news next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I have some strange news to share, some weird, wonderful, wacky stories. But I also have to remind you, if you haven't done this, I'm really I'm really shocked. And my one of my jobs here is to prevent you from making the mistakes I make. One of my tasks is to make certain that you, the smartest radio audience, are also the healthiest radio audience. So that's why I keep reminding you, why are you waiting? Check out Relief Factor. It's the all-natural anti-inflammatory that I use. It helps thousands of people. And it helps a lot of people here at The Blaze. I had knee pain from years of running, 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 marathons, New York City Marathon twice, hundreds of other races. And I was taking handfuls of over-the-counter pain medication, you know, the little green gel pills. And it would help, but I would have to be taking them all the time. And I didn't think that was good. So I finally got the three-week quick start pack from Relief Factor. It's all natural. It's an anti-inflammatory. You remove the inflammation. Guess what? The pain's not there. And eight days after I started taking it, no pain. And I am in my 10th week right now. Absolutely without any of the -the over-the-counter meds. I don't take prescription meds. It's called Relief Factor. Call them. Talk to one of their people. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com has more information. But if you listen to Doc Thompson, you listen to me, you listen to Brad Staggs, and you've heard some of the testimonials, ReliefFactor.com. Get the three-week quick start pack. So much going on today. And there is, there's some, we have to get into what John McCain said and what Jason Chaffetz said about the leakers and the leaks and some of the other stuff over the weekend. But there is, there's kind of some ironic news floating around out there. Uh, The Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus closed up, folded up its tent, waka, 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 over the weekend. 146 years. I went to high school with Charles Ringling. Yes, he was part of the family. We visited the Circus World Museum as kids. I attended the circus. Our family attended the circus. But you know what? It feels like the era of the circus is gone. 
it feels like we've all outgrown the circus. And while I'm sad to see a business go away, I also understand that things have life cycles. And seems to me like the circus has gone just the way, I guess you might say, big game hunting, safari type things are on the way out. Now, I know it's everybody's choice. If it's legal, you're allowed to do it. But I see this story over the weekend about a guy who went big game hunting in South Africa, and you wonder if the irony alert should have been burning brightly. He shot an elephant, and it fell on him and killed him. If you're hunting for food, uh, you're, that's fine. I think that's great. I'm not a big fan of the trophy hunting. If it's legal, of course, you're allowed to do it. But once the elephants left the circus, the circus died. And on the same weekend that we wrapped up the circus is the story of this big game hunter who bags an elephant, and the elephant had the last bit of revenge, falling on the guy and taking him out. Irony. Uh, there's dumb news, too. Come on back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I am ready to share with you some of the wonderful audio of the week and the weekend. And my computer gave me the the rainbow pinwheel of death. So I have to share a couple more dumb stories with you. Uh, do you remember uh, the clock boy? Remember the kid in Dallas who got thrown out of school because the clock that he made for the science project, which really was a Radio Shack clock that he purchased and took apart and then put back together. Uh, remember that whole case, and he sued for $14 million, and last week they threw all the suits out? Well, you know, we apparently haven't learned our lesson about bomb things that are really clocks. Here's a story out of Virginia. A woman... A woman got arrested. Why? She, you could say she was arrested for being stupid. Daphne Page was arrested Friday after somebody was walking by the parking lot at, um, at her, her home in Virginia. The car, her car was at a shopping mall at a home in, near her home in Virginia. And in the backseat of the car, somebody saw a device... It looked like sticks of dynamite bundled together. And guess what? There were wires going to it. So somebody called the police. Somebody said, this looks like a, a bomb in this car. And the police came and removed the device, which appeared to look like a bunch of bundled sticks of dynamite. Turns out it was a clock she bought at a yard sale for a dollar. Now, police, when they removed the device, they used a robot, 
which makes you wonder how many windows they broke to get this $1 clock out of the car. Why was she arrested? Why was she arrested? She said she didn't realize the clock shaped like a bundle of dynamite would scare people. She thought it was obviously a fake. Obviously, she did. Obviously, she's going to spend some time fighting that in court. She was arrested? To say nothing of the fact of what's going to happen to her insurance rates when they say, well, we had to put in all new windows in the car, a new windshield, and uh, yeah, the robots might have done some damage. Also over the weekend, Mike Pence, the vice president, was at Notre Dame. He was speaking at Notre Dame as the commencement speaker. And how great would it be? It's, uh, I, I likened it here to a friend of mine in uh, Delaware who was saying, well, why, why was Pence even invited if, if Notre Dame knows he's partially controversial or somewhat controversial? I said, well, he, he was the governor of Indiana. You're in Indiana it's kind of like having Joe Biden come and speak at a graduation at a university in Delaware. Oh, well, he's beloved. Well, there's a lot of people in, in Indiana who love Mike Pence. It's a red state. But a bunch of the snowflakes decided they didn't want the vice president speaking. So they, they raised their hands and complained. And the university said, sorry, we've invited him. He's going to be here. Well, instead of staying and listening to something they might not agree with. A bunch of the snowflakes got up and walked out. And as they were walking out, a pretty substantial number, some of the people decided they were going to boo the little babies. If you listen closely, you can hear the booing. The kids are filing out, and the, the booze stopped because people wanted to hear the vice president speak. To his credit, Vice President Pence did not address the snowflakes. He let them walk out. Now, some people are saying that this was, a, this was an act of protest. This was their act of defiance. Was it really? Would it have killed you that much to sit there and listen to the vice president of the country? And what's going to happen when you get out of Notre Dame now and maybe you get a job in the real world? And uh, are you going to are you going to litmus test the president and vice president of the company you go to work for a little snowflake? Are you going to stop buying gas from companies that, that you might not agree with the principles or the beliefs or the politics of the executives? Is that what you're going to do? I really don't get it. One of the faithful listeners to this show wrote and said that um, Maxine Waters was the commencement speaker at her graduation, and she managed to endure it. You never know. You, you actually might learn something by listening to somebody you disagree with. That's one of the things that we talk about on this show. You can, you can uh, disagree without being disagreeable. And guess what? The world isn't going to be all the same as you. 
the the opinions out there are going to differ from yours. So little snowflakes who left, and I notice, I notice uh, CNN is coddling up to some of them, inviting some of the those who walked out onto their show, and and they are as I expected, pure snowflakes. I wish I were there to give them snowflake trophies. I wonder if Doc Thompson has any of those left. Uh, back to the 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 business at hand. Steve Bannon and Reince Priebus reportedly left the president's international tour and came back to the White House to get things rolling again, which means maybe we're going to get some action moving on a new budget that is apparently headed to Congress, a new plan from the White House that hopefully will also then get us on the road to tax reform and hopefully get us on the road to dealing with the eventual removal and replacement of Obamacare. But first we have to get through the investigations that we were talking about with Dr. Wendy. And in those investigations, we also need to deal with the leaks. Jason Chaffetz was on ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos. And he talked about wanting the White House leaker prosecuted. And and I completely agree with Jason Chaffetz. Even though he's only here for a short time, I want him to get maximum activity before he gets out of here. I don't care who it is, Democrat or Republican, you cannot have that happen. So not only do you need to wall him off, you probably put, ought to put some handcuffs on him and put him in jail. He's talking about people in the White House who leak. No matter who's in the White House, you cannot have the type of leaking of information, sources, methods, uh, classified information. Yeah, I agree. We got to step back and let the investigators and the FBI and the others do their job. Yes, we do. But we also then need to have consequences when we find out what's going on. We need to, there to be actual, actual uh, perp walking going on. We need some of those people to be dragged out of their offices. I don't know if that's going to happen. And I am worried that the leakers are such, there's so many of them, that many of them might be from the current administration. A lot of people are saying these have to be leftovers from Obama. No, they don't. These could be people who have been part of this administration, and for whatever reason, they don't feel like they're getting their agenda pushed through, so they're going to muddy up the waters on things. They're going to muck it up, and I'm not appreciative of it. One of the people who was also out there this weekend hitting the rounds on the talk shows uh, was John McCain. McCain McCain was also, I have to give McCain credit, and I've been a harsh critic of John McCain in the past. I have to give McCain credit because he has not only spoken out about the Turkish embassy situation, saying that we ought to just round up the Turkish ambassador and his thugs and throw them out of the country, which I support, but McCain has been highly critical of allowing the the Russians into the Oval Office. He was talking about Sergei Lavrov getting into the Oval Office and he wasn't pleased about it. Mr. Lavrov is the stooge of a thug and a murderer who used Russian precision weapons to strike hospitals in Aleppo. So McCain calls Lavrov a stooge of a thug and a murderer and that would be Putin. And he didn't stop there. 
I don't know how to read it except that uh, I, I, I don't, it, it, I'm almost speechless because I don't know how to how why someone would say something like that. He's talking about the president telling the Russians that he fired Comey because he was a nut job, crazy, a real nut job. And listen to McCain. He really is kind of speechless here. I don't know how to read it except that uh, I, I, I don't, it, it, I'm almost speechless because I don't know how to, how, why someone would say something like that. Well, right now it's an allegation. We don't have any proof that those were the actual words said, and we will find out. McCain also continued the uh, rant on Sergey Lavrov. Doesn't want him in the Oval Office, doesn't want him coming to Washington to talk to the president. He had no business in the Oval Office. Not this stooge Lavrov who is nothing but a propagandist. And you know what? John McCain? Tough-talking John McCain? Hey, boy, oh boy, I kind of dig it. I think that's fantastic. So I have to salute you, sir. Uh, I've only got, uh, geez, I've got one more break. I have to get to a couple of more important little clips from uh, the weekend, and we'll share those with you just around the corner on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, I don't know where the show went. It blew by so quickly. Thanks to Dr. Wendy for checking in from Graceland and helping us understand Michael Flynn taking the Fifth Amendment. I I think that's a pretty big deal. I wonder if there is still a negotiation going on. I wonder if they're going to try and come up with some kind of a deal so that Flynn gets immunity if he will testify. Also, thanks to Cal from the Morning Blaze from stopping in. Uh, Cal, who is a Muslim American and a guy I really appreciate his clarity. I wanted to know how Muslims felt about the speech that Donald Trump gave to the 55 Muslim leaders. And Cal said he wished the president would talk like that in a more measured tone here in America. And, you know, I I thought the speech was pretty good. The pacing on it seemed weird, but I think that was that was having to do with two different factors, having to let a translator stay on top of things and having uh, Trump stick to the actual script. You know what I'm saying? He did not stray from the script. There were no ad libs in the speech. The president is um, is hanging uh, with uh, the Israelis and then will be meeting with the Palestinians tomorrow and then off to Rome to meet with the Pope. And there's some some sort of meetings going on with the Italian government and then the G7 meetings. We'll cover all of it all throughout the week, the president's trip and what's going on at home, because there could be some some big deals going on here at, at home. We're hoping. Uh, And we also have to send out a big thanks to the crew in Dallas who makes all of this happen and makes me sound good. Uh, Not smart, but good. They make me sound good. I I have to be responsible to sound smart myself. 
there's there's a gentleman uh, who who is the son of Mr. Lynch that I have to thank. He's the guy who really pushes all the buttons. But I give Mr. Lynch all the credit for keeping his son on the straight and narrow. Um, I can't give the kid credit. I have to give his dad credit. He's the guy who's responsible. And have, have you seen Time Magazine? The newest edition of Time Magazine and the, um, the online image that you can see on Twitter features the White House merged with the Kremlin. The people from Mad Magazine are more than ticked off because they did this basic image weeks ago. Time Magazine, I think you owe somebody an apology. Time Magazine, you stole a concept. Time Magazine, does anybody wonder why you're not relevant anymore? I hope somebody smacks him on this one. I would sue if I were Mad Magazine. Maybe they just think it's funny. The time is so lame, they're stealing concepts from a humor magazine. But there it is. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we will give you updates on everything from the tour, as well as uh, I think we're going to have a, uh, a special segment, hopefully from Dallas, with the former president on his portrait series. And uh, maybe, maybe some special car news. I got breaking news about a car. Oh, and it, right now, if you have the tennis channel, turn it on. Riley Opelka is playing in France on clay at the French Open. And uh, it's darn well worth the admission. It's actually a replay. He already won, or I wouldn't tell you to watch. Seriously. So you have a choice. You can hang out and listen to Chris Alcedo, the liberty-loving Latino, or you can watch Riley Opelka win in Paris. I'm going to tape Riley and listen to Salcedo. Seriously, that's what I'm doing. See you tomorrow. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.